uh, you're here tonight because tonight is going to be a, a, a gear changer in the life of our church. And I, I just know something's happening uh, in our church at the moment. It's really exciting. I'm glad you're here to be part of it. So just uh, maybe we'll just warm up. Who wants to have a little warm-up session tonight? And uh, just want to have some words for people. Erica Bond, what an awesome young woman of God. She's thinking, who, me? Yes, you. God wants to encourage you today because you're not ordinary. So God just sees you and, you know, you don't know that, but God sees you worship in church and he says you're not ordinary because he wants to put his hand on you and he wants to take you to do something supernatural and something powerful for him. So I love prophesying over young people. I love, I, we're not just saying picking people randomly. It, this is a, the word of God for you, Erica, that God has his hand on you. So uh, Kyle and Ebony, your responsibility is to nurture and polish and protect and uh, see that that gift that God has put on her life comes to its fullness. So Kyle... Pressure's on you, man, <laughs> as a father. <clears throat> so I, I just really want to encourage things tonight. And um, Geordie, what a man of God. Let's all just give Geordie a wave there. <clears throat> Nothing supernatural or special that I'm going to say to you right now, except that you know um, God is starting to do some changing uh, in your spirit, in your inner self, that is uh, just bringing some, some alignments to things. And he's... I think it's more that he's going to show you something, a target, and he's just going to say, go for that. So, Geordie, time to go for the target that God is setting for you. So that might be different to what you've always set for yourself, but it's going to be better. So the, the, the goal is different, but the rewards are better. So uh, why don't we just pray tonight? So just a little bit of a warm-up there. I, I like being a prophet, but I've got to be a pastor, so... Why don't we bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the uh, Spirit. We thank you for the Holy Spirit and the power that is in the name of Jesus. I just pray tonight that you'll open our hearts, open our ears, open our minds and our eyes to see spiritual things. I thank you that you have your hand upon every single person here tonight and you're wanting to do something new in our church. You're wanting to change gears and take us up a notch in the Spirit. And I just pray tonight that something truly will get in us and on us as a church, and I pray in faith in the name of Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> so tonight's subject, it's up on the screens there, is supernatural. I know my, my uh, PowerPoints there aren't as good as this morning's, but they're homemade by me. So if the spelling's wrong, it's because of me. But uh, supernatural, you know, the, when, when we think of that in a worldly sense, you know, there's even a TV program called Supernatural. I think there's an ice cream called The Supernatural. There's all, all sorts of uh, um, interpretations of what that means today, but it can mean spiritual things that don't come from God. And if we talk to people um, in our general world about supernatural things, they'll think about all kinds of stuff. They'll think about, they'll think about ghosts and clairvoyance and, and all sorts of, of other things that don't come from God or not from a godly nature, but from somewhere else. But tonight I'm talking about, a, uh, about spiritual things that come from God that are life-giving and life-building and it's that kind of supernatural. So it's an exciting thing to know we have a God who wants to bring the, the spiritual, the heavenly things into our daily life. That's, what I, that's how I want to live. But supernatural is a force, that this is what the definition is, a force beyond scientific understanding or the laws of nature. So in this definition of the word, we find that supernatural things can't be measured or calculated using physical laws. 
Because there's spiritual laws. There's spiritual things that come into our world. So have we got the foundation set for the rest of the message? If Say I if you got it. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> if you didn't get it, just say I anyway. So my, exp- my explanation to you is we live in a natural world surrounded by supernaturally spiritual world or supernatural spiritual world, I should say. So in, in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 to 4, I found this the other day and, and, and used it in a prayer meeting, but uh, I think it it's powerfully sums up the world and, and how we live. It says we are human. Touch yourself and feel if you are human. But we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. So I want to give you an example of that. The the main thing that I want you to see is we are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We are in a spiritual environment. And that's, I think, the the biggest uh, issue we have as humans is often we don't understand or see the spiritual world in which we live. But we need to understand it as, as people of God and know how to live according to that spiritual world. So I want to give you an example of, of a person who didn't understand the, the enormous spiritual things around them. If you have your Bibles, and I think it's a good idea to bring your Bibles to church, we spoil people here because we have screens with the scriptures on them, but sometimes it's good to see people with their Bibles in church looking up the scriptures and following them yourselves. It's a good thing to do. So 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 15 to 17, let me read it out to you today. It says... This is a prophet, Elisha, says, Don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are... Sorry, there's there's a a verse missing there. I'll, I'll read it out from my notes here. It says, When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses and chariots everywhere. So they were surrounded by physical enemies. A physical army was surrounding the city where they were. And... um, then there's horses and chariots and, and soldiers everywhere. And he says to the prophet, Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. <clears throat> so Elisha says, Don't be afraid, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Now, isn't that, if you were surrounded by enemies and you're thinking, Well, all I can see is the tanks, all I can see is the, is the, the rockets, all I can see is the enemy soldiers surrounding me, and someone says to you, Don't worry about what you see physically because there's more on our side than on theirs. You'll be thinking, well, have you just gone mad because I can't argue with the things that I'm seeing in my spiritual. But Elijah says, open his eyes. He says, oh Lord, open his eyes and let him see. And the Lord opened the young man's eyes and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire spiritual army from heaven and we aren't always able i mean i i I got a confession to make i've never seen the angels or the the armies of fire around me but i want to tell you today i want to live understanding no, no matter what my circumstance says to me i know that god is for me and his armies are for me and with me See, our Bible is loaded with supernatural encounters between God and people. And this relationship 
has been hijacked by the devil to make people believe the source of the supernatural is evil. And so some people searching for supernatural experiences will, will look into witchcraft. They'll look into um, uh, Eastern mysticism and other things, searching for a, a spiritual reality, but that's a hijack um, of the reality of God and the spiritual life that he wants believers to live with. So, And sometimes... Those um, spiritual experiences that people go looking for are real, but the source is not from God. The source is from, uh, from Satan. But as disciples of Jesus, we choose to live with our spiritual eyes open to see spiritual things, supernatural things that are from God. So I want you to step into a mindset, a thinking, a faith tonight that says, I want to live with my eyes open. Open to spiritual things. It's a, uh, it's a tragic attempt to live the spiritual life, but have entirely, but but to live entirely on natural things that you see and touch and think. It'll be a tragic life if you if you're trying to work out the Christian walk, work, walk out the Christian experience if you're only going to live with natural things that you see and touch and think. Because you're going to say, well, all I can see is, is, is the, the, the physical experience, the physical things that happen to me, the spiritual sicknesses that come, the spiritual lack of, of, of uh, resources and all these things. If we concentrate on those things, it's very difficult to get our focus on a faith idea and see what God's doing in the spiritual. So Jesus said this about the spiritual condition of people, of mankind. In John chapter 3, verse 19, he says, And the judgment is based on this fact, that God's light came into the world. God's light is Jesus. But people love darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. There's, there's another foundation I'm just laying there now for you. Is there, is a, there is a factor of the spiritual world, the factor of darkness, which is, comes from Satan and the devil and rebellion against God, and the factor of light, which is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who represents the kingdom of heaven, freedom from heaven, and a spiritual experience that brings light into every part of our life and makes us a, a whole being from the inside out. Does that make sense there? So I, I want Jesus to explain a little bit deeper to you. In John chapter 12, verse 46, Jesus says this, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. So we don't have to remain in the dark. We don't have to remain in spiritual darkness or blindness or, or unknown um, ways to live our life when we allow Jesus to shine his light into our life. In John chapter 1, verse 13, going right back to the start of the book of John, it tells us that those who believe in him are reborn they become children of God. And I believe that every single person on the face of the earth has an opportunity to be born again, as Jesus said there in John chapter 1, and have that experience of a spiritual level where we have the darkness removed from our, from our life. It, it, I think it's in Romans or 1 Corinthians where it talks about the veil being removed from people. So we live in a world where, where if we're not aware we are veiled to see spiritual things. We can't see a spiritual element to anything. And until that veil is removed, that, 
that blindness is taken away, it's very difficult to understand spiritual concepts. But I want you today to have the veil removed, the veil lifted, the blindness taken away by allowing the light of Jesus into your heart and into your life today. Because we are born physical and we must be born again spiritual to reconnect with God. So <clears throat> I hope you can understand what I'm saying today. They're very, they're very basic principles, but we need to understand them if we're going to get a grasp and live in the fullness of where God wants to take us. <clears throat> but what would happen if we would take more time crying out to God, praying to God for our spiritual eyes to be opened, for the veil to be removed in our, in our thinking, to have those things open rather than praying for answers to our physical needs. I, I can guarantee you if we were to ask people around this place, what do you spend most of your time praying about? It'll be physical things. It'll be things that concern us in the natural. Uh, Lord, help me with this exam. Lord, um, help me to, to, to get a job. Lord, help me with, with my business. Lord, help me with my, with my marriage. Lord, help me with physical things that, that are good to pray about. I'm not saying don't talk to God about those things, but we can pray for our needs. What we don't want to do is make that our entire focus because that's a portion of our life but we, we need to start to see beyond those physical needs and see a spiritual reality that when we start praying into that, we'll see that life begins to take an, a, a new dimension, living in the supernatural, not just the natural. <clears throat> I'll tell you what will happen when we start praying like that. We move from a life limited by our environment into living in faith that unlimits everything. <clears throat> Because you might be thinking, I just need... You know, I know I've prayed these prayers. And Pauline made fun of me once. I'm really struggling tonight to talk. <clears throat> but Pauline made fun of me once. Because I said, Lord, we need some tyres for our car. And I said, well, Lord, we need tyres for both cars. And then I went a little bit further and said, Lord, and we even need tyres for the trailer. Lord, give us tyres for everything. And, and <clears throat> you know, it's good to pray for prayers like that. But you know what, God, they're good. I say encourage you, pray about everything and bring those things to God. But you know what, I need to be saying, God, help me to see you know, that, that I need traction in my life in other areas. It's not just the physical things on my car. I need to have some spiritual rubber in my life that helps me to climb the mountains, that helps me to go where I can't go by myself, start to see those things. And I'm not saying this is, I remember once, uh, if I can digress, uh, we went on a, a men's thing when I was in, in Adelaide, there was, there was a, a men's uh, convention type of thing, and we went to that, and I was in this car with these guys, and everything they saw, they were speaking spiritual things, it was like, it was getting like a little bit ridiculous, like they get behind a tractor with, with hay on a trailer, oh Lord, bring in the harvest, and oh, you know, and, and then, they, then they see a petrol station, Lord, fill us up with the power of God, and I'm thinking, oh man, this is crazy, oh look, there's, there's a cross, oh Jesus, may your glory shine, and I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <clears throat> you know, I'm not saying it. Maybe that was awesome, but I just wasn't getting it that day. But I tell you what will happen when we move from the, the, the limited praying like that, by, that, that's just limited to our environmental things, physical things, into living in faith. We can live with an unlimited spiritual power. That is the most important power. So, uh, yeah, I just want to say, do pray for those things. 
But at the same time, start saying, God, help me to see what I need spiritually. And sometimes God might use some of those things to just say, you know, you, you see that need? Well, I, I want you to see that there's, there's other things in your life spiritually that you need, to, uh, you need to get as well. You need to get right. Hebrews 13 verse 2 tells us this. Don't forget to show hospitality. This is just, a, uh, you know, if, if you're learning to preach, don't learn off me because this is a total... Like, like, you don't do this if you go to preaching school. So this is just like a total distraction from where I just came from. But Hebrews 13, too, it's, it's like a, a, a change, of, change of direction. <clears throat> it says, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. It'll make sense when I, when I explain it to you. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. This is, a, again, bringing in supernatural visitors into your life. Now, that can be really, 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 really weird and a little bit out there. <clears throat> but I want you to know this, it's because this is a spiritual concept we need to bring into our spiritual, into our physical world. And it goes like this, when you just read that. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Be a nice person. You just never know who will come to your house. Because you may have angelic visitation supernatural visitation that you could be closing the door on you could be saying well i'm not going to reach out to that person but we never know that that could be a spiritual angel you've got to be careful when you say stuff like that because that can lead to all sorts of strange interpretations i remember a story of some guys there was an outreach happening. Someone said, we're going to do an outreach at our house. where we, you know, and They got a few friends together. They got a guitar, a bass guitar, some drums. And in the garage, they, 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 they must have advertised it somehow out in the street. They you know, come in and, you know, and they wanted to reach out to people and lead them to Jesus. They had, they had a barbecue going and all this sort of stuff. <clears throat> anyway, the long, the long story, or the short story, I should say, is no one turned up. No one came except for the, the guys in the band trying to, you know, reach their neighbours and their friends in the street. They were the only ones there. But a friend of mine knew them all and he thought he's going to go in disguise. And so he dressed up, he put on, a, I don't know how he did it, but they, they all knew him and they didn't recognise him at all. He, he, wore, he had a beard, he wore a beanie and, and, you know, did this disguise and he thought that they would see through it, but they didn't. And the story goes that he, he went there and, he, and they're all trying to witness to him, all trying to tell him about Jesus and it's all awkward and funny because he's the only one there and they're sort of all having a turn trying to get him to become a, a believer and he's just listening and, and nodding his head and things like that and he said he was trying not to talk because they might recognise his voice. And then he, he sort of thought he was feeling embarrassed so he went to leave and he thought as he was leaving there's a guy called Mick and so my friend turned around and pointed at him as he was leaving with his disguise on. He says, you, Mick. And Mick thinks, he, how does he know my name? And he says, God's got a plan for your life and you're going to do great things. And then he quickly left. Well, the next day in church, Mick and all his friends are saying, an angel came to the outreach last night. And he pointed at Mick and he said, Mick. The guy's name was really David. He was just disguised as an old man with a beard. I'm not talking about that kind of a visitation. But I'm talking about supernatural moments where we have, where, where we have no way out of something and God visits. 
An angel visits. It's like David, uh, not David, uh, um, Daniel uh, in the lion's den and, and his three friends who got thrown in the fiery furnace. All those, all those kind of moments where the, the king throws these three men into a, into a furnace because they wouldn't worship the, the statue he created. And they throw the, the, the men, he heats the, the fire up Seven times hotter throws these three people, and that's their that's their uh, their death penalty. Throw them to, into the fire; they're all going to be dead. But the guys who throw them in die. They land in the fire and and, and uh, okay, they're alive and safe. And the king says to his servants and attendants, "Didn't we throw three men into the fire?" And they said, "Yes, sire, we threw three men." He says, "I see four men in the fire, and the fourth one looks like the son of God." That's an angelic visitation. I think that was a Jesus visitation before Jesus had even showed who he was. He showed these three Jews who stood up for Jesus, who stood up for what was right. And I tell you today, church, there are more things we need to stand up for, more things that we need to make our, our uh, thoughts known about. And that might mean we're going, to be, we're going to be thrown to the lions or put in a fiery furnace. But I'd rather be in the furnace with Jesus than outside it without him. <clears throat> but here's one of the most direct verses on living supernaturally. Mark chapter 16, verses 15 to 18. I'm not going very long tonight, so you'll all be happy about that. Because I just love Euros. <laughs> Mark chapter 16, verse 15 to 18 tells us this. And then he told them, this is Jesus. He's talking to his disciples before he finally leaves earth. And then he told them, go into all the world and preach the Good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. But anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. Verse 17. Then these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. That's a spiritual thing. And they will speak in new, uh, sorry, uh, and they will speak in new languages. They'll be able to handle snakes with safety. And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They'll be able to place their hands on sick and they will be healed. Now, this gives us a bit of a hint of things that we should see normally when we live in the supernatural. These are normal things that we should see in and around our churches, in and around our, our Christian communities when we're living in the supernatural power of God. And that's where I think we always need to be aiming for. You might be sitting here today and saying, well, I don't see any of that. I don't think that could ever happen in my life. That's something we aim for. It's something we, we set our eyes to achieve that I know we will see things happening. So I want to go through it tonight. I'm going to give you five things we see in this scripture that if we put into place, we'll start to see those things happening in our circumstances. So number one, it says, and then he told them, go into all the world. Number one, be willing to go. <clears throat> I think the first point in, in, in the supernatural life that God wants us to experience is submitting to the call of God in your life. Be willing to go. It's the launch pad. The difference in experience, supernatural encounters is found in the word go. That means different things to different people. 
but I want you to understand that the, the supernatural power of God begins in anyone's life when they're willing to go where Jesus asks them to go. So the second thing is preach Jesus. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Preach Jesus and people will be saved. And it also says, and baptize them. So I want to see a church that is full of people who come to know Christ. I want to see a church that is full of people who, who are saying, I want to be a disciple of Jesus. I want to be baptized. That's a, that's a, a, a spiritual encounter. That's a supernatural transformation in someone's life when they say, I was living um, unwilling to the call of God. Now I'm willing to serve Jesus and I want to be baptized as a, as a declaration to the whole world that I'm a follower of Jesus. It says in verse 3, uh, uh, sorry, the third point talks about miraculous things, miraculous signs like casting out demons in Jesus' name. Uh, it also mentions speaking in new languages. We need to be uh, uh, people who, who are baptized with the Holy Spirit. I know we, we, in this church, we believe in speaking in other languages, speaking in tongues, we call it. As, as it says in Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, the believers were all together in one place and the, 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 the tongues of fire came and, and sat on every single person who was there and they began to speak in other languages. It's the, the power of God, the fire of God, the Holy Spirit came and rested upon people and, and it says today that when we lay hands on people, when we pray for them, an impartation of the Spirit will come upon people. And you know the, the thing about the Holy Spirit that is so amazing, why you need the gift of the Holy Spirit, is it talks in Romans about when we pray, we don't know how to pray sometimes. We don't know how to tackle the situation because it's a spiritual thing and we'll never be able to fight it. We'll never know how to understand it. And so we begin to speak in our heavenly language. We begin to speak in the supernatural uh, uh, language of God. And we start to see atmospheres change because sometimes the, the, the atmosphere we live in is spiritual, but we don't understand that. And we break the bondages. We break the power of darkness through a spiritual encounter by praying in the spirit using the gift of tongues. Fourth thing, talks about handling snakes and drinking deadly poison safely. See, <clears throat> I'm not saying go out there and, and, and drink hydrochloric acid just to say, well, I'm testing the Bible out. It's not about that. <clears throat> but I believe that we can navigate our way through and be safe uh, past the things that Satan uses to try and kill us, to try and get us off course, won't take us out, but we will succeed. We will continue. We will win this battle. We'll handle snakes and drink deadly poison. So whatever things that, that Satan has to try and trip you up, stop you, uh, uh, slow you down, break you down, they're not going to hurt you because you're going to be standing on the Word of God. So you, you, won't be, you won't be taken out by a snake's venom. You won't be taken out by some deadly trick of poison. But you'll move through them safely, supernaturally. Number five talks about healing people and I believe we should always go as our first point of call is to the 
the hands of Jesus. It says that when we pray for the sick, that they will recover. And I believe that God wants us to step into a supernatural faith where we can pray for one another, where we can believe with one another for physical healings. I know there was a, you know, I was just a, a small home group leader a long time ago in my early 20s and things like this were starting to get a hold of me. And so we would meet at this house and there was a man there, it was his house, his name was Jeff, and he had a, a basketball injury in his ankle that had been like that for many, many years, probably more than 10 years. And he stopped playing basketball, stopped playing any sport because of this injured ankle. And I don't know why, but one particular night, we prayed for him. We laid hands on his ankle and he just went, wow, it's better. I can feel it's better now. And you know, he went back to playing basketball, went back to doing all the sports that he loved. And his ankle, which was, which was uh, um, injured and wouldn't get better, was suddenly better in one prayer meeting. I want to tell you, I want to live like that all the time. And we didn't have the pastor there. We didn't have, you know, the, the, the state executive there. We didn't have anyone else there. No big name. It was just us, our small group. And that's why I think it's really important that we, we also discover to be honest and have accountability to other brothers and sisters in our life where we can pray together, where we can study the Word of God together, where we, where we um, iron sharpens iron with each other when it comes to supernatural spiritual things from God. So One Heart Church. I want to encourage you to live in that kind of a supernatural. I want you to live in that kind of a supernatural. The biggest uh, enemy to that will be the voices of doubt, the voices of fear, the voices of don't, don't do that. You know, it won't work. You've got to put those things aside. You've got to allow the voice of the Holy Spirit, the voice of the supernatural power from heaven, counteract those voices. Entertaining angels, being willing to go, preaching Jesus, casting out demons, speaking new languages, uh, poisons won't won't get you. You'll be able to bring healing to people. Now, I'm not saying we're going to see all these things in one hit, but I want to tell you something. I just look at our prayer requests, and and, and I praise God we're in a church where we put our prayer requests out. And I reckon over the last five or six years, we've seen potentially hundreds of those prayer requests answered we serve a supernatural God we serve a God who wants to intercede and intervene in all of our life experiences why don't you just stand to your feet with me tonight perhaps you can close your eyes and I just want the Holy Ghost just to begin to uh, 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 speak into you personally right now because some of you you want to enter into a, a, a new era in your spiritual life I want to start you tonight that if you ask God to open your eyes to start seeing spiritual things to start seeing supernatural things that you can say I'm not satisfied anymore being, being caught up with the circumstances and the issues that are physically around me and you know some of those things you won't be able to stop some of those things you won't be able to change But what I know that when you can start to see the armies of heaven surrounding your circumstance, standing beside you, standing with you, then you'll be able to walk through anything. You'll be able to drink any poison. You'll be able to face any demon.
And so tonight, it wouldn't be right if we were just leave this service like this. I'm going to ask the music, music team to sing and lead us in a song. And I want to, if you need breakthrough, if you've struggled to live this Christian life, then you need a touch from heaven. You need to have a supernatural encounter with Jesus tonight. And it's not a feeling. So don't come here and then go, well, I didn't feel anything. You may not feel anything, but you want to have the elders of the church lay their hands on you in faith and impartation of the Holy Spirit. And I want people to break through. If they've never spoken in tongues, you need that gift tonight. Perhaps you just need to, you just need to have some spiritual veils removed. Jesus wants to help you with that tonight. So as the singers sing, I'm going to invite you to come. We're going to have the, our, our prayer team come and pray with you and believe God for good things in your circumstances.